Welcome to Ask David Glenn, the podcast, episode number one. I'm your host, David Glenn of davidglennrecording.com and theproaudiophiles.com. Before we get started, I want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by themixacademy.com, where for just $27 a month, you're going to gain access to a community of members that are mixers, producers, music enthusiasts, just like yourself start to finish mixed videos, session files, producer and artist interviews, exclusive tutorials that are private in the member section, member discounts. It's a great community. Go check it out, themixacademy.com. All right, here we go with the Ask David Glenn podcast. Some of you may know I started a David Glenn recording podcast just back December of 2014 before the holidays got crazy on us and turned to the new year. And that is still going to be coming your way, except I'm going to turn it into a roundtable discussion with a few of my friends, and we're going to do a video version as well. So lots more to come with that. I've got a couple interviews lined up and and all good things. But this podcast, I get a, a, a slew of emails every single day, uh, and on a weekly basis, I notice that they tend to to stack up on me. So I figured what better way than to answer questions via email and let that information live on the internet so more people can benefit from it. So if you have a question, submit it to david at davidglennrecording.com. That may get chosen to be featured in an Ask David Glenn episode. And I'm going to be trying to bring these your way as often as possible. It could be as much as uh, one for every day of the week. We'll see how it goes and if there's enough interest for it. But uh, again, send your emails to me, david at davidglennrecording.com. Glenn has two ends. Moving on to today's question, it comes from my buddy Ben Rico. He is a member at themixacademy.com. Ben writes, David, we all want to work with the best quality recordings we can get our hands on. In order to get there on a consistent basis, a lot of newcomers to the mixing and production world will have to go through the experience of working with less than great material, working with amateurs, non-professionals, etc., Because of that, a lot of people will have to make a choice on the quality of work they can put online to promote their business. Whether it's editing, recording, mixing, or mastering services, we have to personally make choices on what we are willing to showcase for others to hear. What is your opinion and or experience with making those kinds of decisions when promoting your services? Well, it's a great question, and I think I've got a good answer. So um, he also notes here next to what is your opinion um, about quantity versus quality and getting the okay from the creators to post their art on your website or send out their songs to uh, people who are interested in your services. So uh, to address that first question, since it's direct, I'll say I say quality over quantity every single day. Make sure that not only is the quality good, but more importantly, is the song good. When people listen to your samples, the, what they're listening to is the music. They're going to listen to the song. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean have the best lyrics or, um, you know, the most amazing singer. But overall, if it's a song that people can jam to or they're going to like, most genres, I would say the song itself is more important than the recording quality um, as far as your portfolio and, and all of that. And altogether, just as a listener, I'd say the song's more important. I could care less if it was recorded on an iPhone or a four-track recorder if the song's what I'm listening for. Uh, but... Uh, you know, for the portfolio and for your samples, it definitely helps to have a good quality. Um, and then also he asks about getting the okay. I don't think I've ever had someone tell me no to using. I think that's kind of just a, a known thing that if you work with someone that, you know, you're giving them permission to use that for 
uh, for promoting their services. It doesn't hurt to send an email and, and make it official to get that permission, but uh, more often than not, you're probably fine just posting that stuff up uh, as long as it's released. Now, you don't want to go leaking people's uh, people's music, but if it's unreleased, give them a give them a shout, shoot an email, shoot a, a call, a text, whatever, and uh, and say, hey, I've got uh, you know my website. I'd like to showcase the work that we did together. Would you mind if I if I posted that and give them the opportunity to say yes or no? Now back to the main question. I've got some thoughts on this, so. Uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit with the quality, but whenever I uh, go to build my MP3 player or whatever on my website or put a file on Dropbox with my latest samples, something that I do is I'll take every genre. Let's start with uh, pop, rock, kind of blend those together. I'll take my most recent pop rock stuff and I'll um, fade them in and out of each other like 30 seconds, maybe even five, 10 seconds of my best work to just have kind of a quick in and out sample of my best uh, pop rock stuff. And I'll put that on the website and call it pop rock samples. Well, then I'll go to hip hop, R&B, put that stuff together, mesh four, five, six songs, whatever you can, if you have that many, mesh them together so it goes in and out quickly to showcase your samples. If uh, uh, people send me music to mix or think about like in the days of A&R, you know, sending in demos and stuff like that. Most people aren't listening more than probably the first 10, 15 seconds. If any, you know, go beyond that, it's 30 seconds, a minute. You lose people every, you know, 15, 20 seconds. They're going to be dropping off. So uh, I would make sure that the first thing that they hear is, uh, is slamming, that it sounds great, and that it gets to the point. You know, they're listening to see if you're good. They're not listening to see if they like that artist or that band. So um, showcase your work, get in, get out, do it for each genre. If you're multi, you know, working multiple genres like I do, then have one for each genre you work in, but then below those samples, have full songs labeled with the artist, give them credit and um, whatever genre it is so that people know which one to click on. So that's for like if you're producing or mixing, recording even across multiple genres, have something that goes in and out quickly and showcases your work so that uh, people can can get the point if they like you or not and move on. Now, moving on to uh, step two, step two, part two. <laughs> what decisions or steps would you recommend to those of us who are in the process of marketing our own services? Uh, well, I guess I kind of touched on that, but um, definitely do it. Have a site, have your um, samples up. Um, aside from mastering engineers, I think that before and after samples can work really, really well. Um, I think that before and after samples with mastering engineers can be a little bit scammy uh, depending upon how it's handled, but definitely for guys doing production and definitely for um, guys doing mixing. In the production world, so you have an artist that comes to you and they have a scratch track. They recorded it themselves. Show that as the before. Show 10 or 15 seconds of it and then quickly fade into the after what you did with that song. Uh, And the guys in the mixing world do the same thing. Show the rough mix show the client's rough mix or something that was early on in the process and show that as the before and then zoom into your after sample. That can really help people with perspective and uh, that can even help not to be too like salesy or, or definitely not scammy. I mean, you want to hold to um, your, your morals and stuff, but if someone's listening to your before and afters and your after is so much better than the before, then that that looks good on you. 
as opposed to if they're pulling up your mixes versus another mixing engineer versus another mixing engineer or multiple producers, this way they're comparing what you can do to a song as opposed to comparing you to other mixers or producers. So to recap a little bit, I would say that first comes the song itself, then the quality of your work with that song, then followed by uh, the niche that you're targeting. If you're looking to grow your hip-hop mixing clientele, then you need to take your hip-hop mixes, sum them together, fade in and out, and send that to your hip-hop clients, the potential clients. If you're looking to get in gospel or rock or whatever, make sure that your samples reflect that niche or the audience that you're trying to attract. And then the other thing I would say, kind of uh, you know, mentioned in the question, would be uh, you know, dealing with lower quality stuff, you're going to attract clients that fit within the quality of what you're offering as samples. And actually, I'd bet you're, you're really going to attract clients who are not at the level of what you're putting out there because they want to come to that level. They want to hire you to get what you can give them and they're not getting that where they're at. I want to say thanks to Ben for the question. And if uh, Ben, if you or anyone out there, if you have anything you'd like me to elaborate on, on this topic of samples and portfolio, your resume, then uh, feel free, hit me back, david at davidglennrecording.com and I'll make sure to elaborate the best that I can. Thanks guys for listening. I'm excited to uh, bring these to you as much as possible. Tons more on the way from davidglennrecording.com, theproaudiophiles.com. We will catch you on the next one.